Cerebral is an online mental health service that offers prescription medication, counseling, and therapy for anxiety, depression, ADHD, insomnia, and more. Cerebral is one of the few services that provides prescription medication online through a licensed provider and ships medication straight to your door. You can schedule sessions based on what's most convenient for you, and you don't have to wait weeks to be seen. And BuzzFeed Daily listeners can receive 65% off your first month of medication management and care counseling at Cerebral.com slash BuzzFeed. Go to Cerebral.com slash BuzzFeed for 65% off your first month. Join Cerebral today on their mission to make quality mental health care accessible and affordable for all. What event comes once a year and could change how you see the world around you? The answer? When your vision benefits renew. And now that they have, there's no better time to visit your neighborhood Pearl Vision, where they'll cover your out-of-pocket cost or insurance copay for your eye exam. Schedule your family's eye exams at pearlvision.com. Valid prescription required. Valid at participating locations. Restrictions apply. Taxes extra. See store for details. Ends 4-30-2022. Exams available at the Independent Doctors of Optometry at or next to Pearl Vision. Some doctors employed by Pearl Vision. What grows in the forest? Our imagination and our family bonds. The forest is closer than you think. Find a forest near you at discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. Lily Allen spoke out against body shamers who say they're worried about her. Olympic star Simone Biles withdrew from the women's gymnastics team final to focus on her mental health. And as viral content creators search for their next random target, BuzzFeed's Tanya Chen joins us with important questions we should be asking about privacy. It's July 27th, 2021. Hey friends, I'm Casey Rackham. And I'm Shyla Watson. Welcome to BuzzFeed Daily. Okay, Shyla, Lizzo has just said something that I'm 100% behind and I think we should all be supportive of. But she basically has asked her fans to give her six feet of space while the COVID-19 Delta variant spreads. That's fair. That's fair. That's 100% fair. I mean, she definitely, like, the angle she was taking was like, hey, this Delta variant is, like, really spreading, so please do not, like, come into my physical space. Like, don't try and hug me or kiss me on the cheek or anything like that. But you know what's so interesting is the first thing that came to my mind was, like, this is so sad that she used to ask people not to do this. Like, celebs truly do not have their own safe space. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I was like, variant or not, I wouldn't want anyone in right. six feet of, like, I just, I don't know you, stay away from me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Charlotte, I would like to say this right now. You would not handle stardom well. <laughs> oh, not at all. I'm a full-on hermit. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I can just imagine someone walking up to you and you just, like, giving them this, like, stink eye and be like, what the fuck? <laughs> yes, honestly. Now, I I almost want it to happen. <laughs> Okay, so moving on, singer Lily Allen has a word for strangers who think it's okay to comment on her body online, and the word is don't. In a recent video Lily posted to Instagram, a fan commented, worried about you, Lily. I feel like we've grown up together and I've never seen you this thin. To which Lily responded, you've never seen me two years completely sober, not smoking, and exercising every day. In a second since-deleted comment, Lily told another fan, seriously, where do you get off? You know nothing about me or my lifestyle. How dare you? I mean, this is just another back-to-back scenario of celebrities, like, not having their own space and stuff like that, of just, like, people feeling like they can comment on you. And I, it's like, I get it. Social media is this whole new demon that we don't truly, like, understand. And, like, what are the rules and stuff like that? But it's just, like, 
it sucks that people are just commenting on your weight, which no one should ever do. Yeah, even if you know them. And what really stuck out for me here was I feel like we've grown up together. Um, That's all good and well, but you didn't and you haven't. <laughs> um, This person is a complete stranger. So why do you I just don't understand. I don't understand that. And I'm also sorry that like Lily felt the need to then delete that. You know, you could see that in your head. You're like, oh, was I too mean to my fans? Should I have said that? Should I like or I don't want people commenting on it. It's like there's just so much at play. There's like too much mental energy going on there. Mm, I'm exhausted. Mm. (laughs) So in other news, Olympian Simone Biles decided to pull out of the women's gymnastics team final after realizing how much of an effect the experience was having on her mental health. She said this in a press conference. I was just like shaking, could barely nap. I've just never felt like this going into a competition before. And I tried to go out here and have fun and warm up in the back went a little bit better. But then once I came out here, I was like, No, mental is not there. So I just need to let the girls do it and focus on myself. Simone also said she didn't want to risk costing her teammates their medals by not being able to perform as well as she could. Okay, so Casey, I have a couple of thoughts. Mm. The first is that this is incredibly selfless um, and also selfish, but not in a bad way. Like she did what she needed to do for her, but she also did what she thought was best for her teammates, which I yeah. sure was not an easy decision. Like this is a huge decision to make. Um, so I'm really glad that she felt like she could. I know that there's probably going to be backlash from people, but she did what she needed to do for her. And I think she made the selfless choice. But I also think about what she said about having fun. And I wonder if this Mm. is even fun anymore. Like, you have the whole world watching. There's so much pressure. I don't know how I I could ever have a good mental health day doing what she did. I'm very impressed, honestly. And, you know, those people that I'm sure she's going to get comments from, those are the selfish people. (laughs) Simone Biles doesn't owe them anything. This is her life, her career. And I do, I agree with everything you said. And uh, this is kind of a weird comparison, but it's not, or something like random to bring up. Um, In the first episode of the new season of Ted Lasso, there's actually someone on the soccer team that deals with not being able to perform their sport to the best of their ability and it is connected to just mentally not being there. And they see a therapist, which which helps so much. And, that, and so I'm so proud of Simone Biles for being like, hey, I need to protect my mental health. Yeah, I feel like between this and Naomi Osaka doing this earlier, like we need to normalize athletes taking mm. care of themselves. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I want to pivot a little bit. Lately, it's all too possible to unintentionally become the main character of someone else's viral meme or video. Take this recent TikTok from a creator named Grayswald that received over 12 million views. In this video, he asked a Starbucks drive through employee this. Welcome to Starbucks. What can I get served for you? Hi. Yeah. Um, I was actually wondering if you could maybe make something for someone who might have just got their heart broken. <sighs> can you just get something off the menu? Oddly enough, drive throughs have become popular places to soak up content, usually of random employees who unwittingly become the subject of viral videos. But what if they're having a bad day? Should someone be allowed to just put them on blast for the whole world to see and judge? Here to talk more about her piece, the tension between making viral content and the reality of private people just trying to get on with their days is Tanya Chen. Hi, Tanya. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me again. So, you know, this TikTok that went viral from Gray's World is a great example of how easy it is to unknowingly become part of anyone's social media. 
Judging by the reactions and comments, how much do you think the public even empathizes with this Starbucks employee who's being put on the spot? Because, you know, it can be an interesting case study of where the general public stands on the issue of privacy. Right. Um, so the responses on the TikTok, last time I checked at least, um, were pretty mixed. Some did empathize with the Starbucks employee. And it kind of, in my opinion, shows who may have worked a service industry job mm-hmm. or who's keeping them uh, front of mind in these scenarios. And, you know, others were laughing at the employee and really disappointed because they wanted, you know, like a like a feel good kind of participation story. If anyone read my newsletter, I, I was on a Starbucks employee. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. I, I'm on that team, too. I'm like, I'm sorry. He doesn't owe you anything. But but um, right. But yeah, I mean, I mean, it's tough because it's like people in the comments are like, OK, they might be expecting a feel good story or they might be expecting just everyone to participate in everything that might go viral. <laughs> Yeah, right. Like if everything was a a movie or something, you know, which I don't think any of us subscribed to living our lives like that. Mm -hmm. So whether it's an influencer's like bit or a celebrity's random photo shame, it all brings up important questions about the issue of consent. Should anyone ever really have the right to take a photo or video and put it on the Internet? Do you think we've settled on an answer yet? So right now, I don't think there is a way to completely avoid the possibility of being recorded and uh, uploaded and forever immortalized on the internet. (laughs) Oh, so scary. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I know. Like the visceral feelings that come up when (laughs) I say things like that. I think among people I know, there's like this soft hum of anxiety that like what we just spoke to that we live with for that reality. Most of the time, I think it's pretty innocent and and nothing we should have to worry about too much. You know, sometimes we can just be caught in the background of someone's video who isn't intending to capture us or isn't intending to even put it up or it to go anywhere. And most of the time it's not an issue. You know, people aren't out in the world trying to be like hyper vigilantes, trying to catch someone doing bad things all the time. And phones have been used as like these big historical cranes for social justice, like in the case of George Floyd. So there's a lot of good and a lot of like revolution that can come out of being able to record a real life moment to share share with other people. But it is very worth our thoughts about the privacy that we all give up um, when we now just like move through public spaces and sometimes even like private spaces, which is, you know, I don't think we'll get into that too much here because that can be even more dicey. Yeah. You know, and it's like, this is connected, but, and I know we probably don't all have the answers to all the questions we have about what our rights as private citizens may be, but I want to ask about where we are as a society when it comes to being recorded. I mean, have we all just come to accept that this is our new normal? I don't know. I think about, there have been times where I like, I'm aware of where cameras are around and I'm like, ah, I don't really feel like being recorded right now. And you saying that is like a, um, what, why kind of thing. And it's like, so what do we do for these people that are like, Hey, I don't really fully accept this new life we have. Totally. That is like a central issue I bring up in the newsletter. Like you said, privacy laws do vary state to state and there aren't specific laws written yet about going about your day and then like being fodder for social media. I think though, like consent is kind of like tying all of this together. It might not be by law, but it would be 
in my opinion, best practice to kind of let someone know if you're recording, if it is going to be shared on the internet publicly. And especially if you have like a big platform, you're like a big content creator and you have like an idea for something that would potentially go viral. I think it's great to be mindful of that. So unfortunately it has to come down to like a major privacy violation or a lawsuit probably where someone feels very violated to inspire us to kind of think more broadly or, or inspire laws to be written about this. Right now we're just kind of leaning on people's good faith and being thoughtful. You know, if this is your personal brand and you've worked really hard to build a personal brand, it still hinges on the fact that you need participants and you need people in them. And we should start thinking about social media brands that way. And not just like some floozy happenstance reality show that like the rest of us are forced to participate in. You know, that actually, it made me think of something. So a few days ago, there was a tweet circulating where NBA player Giannis asked an employee's permission to film them. And people found it oddly refreshing, which I think speaks to what the climate's become. So should influencers be asking private citizens before exposing them to such massive audiences? And even if they should, do you think that they actually will? Yeah, I saw that clip and I found it really, really nice and refreshing. And I think like to the kind of responses it got, it just spoke to how important it was to ask that question that we don't even think about because I think we just live in this like world now that we, I think, think we give consent by just like existing. (laughs) Someone turns a camera on us and it's like, okay, well, that's the world we live in. So he's proven and based on the reactions that like people really do care and take their privacy really seriously and that it is, like I said, an issue of consent and giving up privacy is probably more valuable than anything we have, arguably, because it's hard to take back once, once that privacy is violated or once you give that up. I do encourage all influencers to follow by that example. If you're asking if they will, I lean toward probably not, mostly because I think it's not anything malicious. It's just like not in their consciousness, not even in our public consciousness to think about this stuff um, a little more critically. But, you know, I think this was a great first step or example to showing people that it is well worth asking that question or asking someone that you're recording. What a novel idea. (laughs) (laughs) All right, we'll we'll be right back. We've got more with Tanya Chen on the pressure to stay on our best behavior in the precarious world of viral content. SheFit. We're tired of hearing new year, new you, fat burning secrets, and lose weight fast. The only thing you need to lose is self-doubt. The body you're in deserves respect, love, and support. Support you're not getting from your current sports bra. It's time to experience the only sports bra that actually does its job and outperforms the most popular brands on the market. It's time to feel real support from SheFit. Save $10 today at SheFit.com slash 2022. Hello. Hello. Hi. Oh my God, I want to come through the screen and hug you. Hey everybody, Jessica Zor here, also known as Vanessa Abrams on Gossip Girl. I am so excited to share my new podcast with you guys. It's called XOXO and it's a walk down memory lane all about Gossip Girl. I'll chat with some of the cast, crew, fans of the show, 
And I'm just so pumped for you guys to go on this journey with me. Hi, I'm Ed Westwick. I played with Chuck Bass. I just can't believe that I did that with my life. Jay, we had like the most amazing time. Listen to XOXO on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Open to all teams and players, the NFL's Inspire Change Initiative acknowledges the ways that systemic racism contributes to barriers to opportunity and equality and focuses on ongoing efforts on creating progress in the areas of education, economic advancement, community and police relations, and criminal justice reform. To learn more about the NFL's commitment to ensuring a more equal and just future, text NFLIC to 635635. It takes all of us to advance social justice. Welcome back. We're talking with BuzzFeed's Tanya Chen about the blurry line between viral content and our own personal privacy. You know, while it's a precarious environment for the rest of us, it's a great new world for creators. And, you know, you talked about, like, you think they should, maybe they won't. And I know that you did reach out to Gray's World, the comedian from that video who didn't respond. But have you spoken to any other influencers about walking this line of privacy? Or what's your sense of how much of a consideration this has become for creators? Yeah, I've, you know, like in just verifying viral stunts, I've asked, like, did this happen organically? Like, what were the circumstances? So I've, I've touched on this issue like so many times in my reporting. I've not tackled it so like head on as I did in the newsletter. And I think just like talking about this with you guys and thinking about it a little bit more, it would be really kind of good for me to ask influencers outright how they feel about it so that they can start thinking about this. And I'd be curious to hear if they have what their thoughts are. I recall like some private conversations I've had with like smaller influencers that were not like on the record for any, any stories, but some are, are very cognizant or do care, you know, like they don't want to be exploitative and, and they want to make sure that like they're building their personal brands, but not, you know, at the expense of others or, you know, taking advantage of the community that they build. So I, I do think some influencers are very conscientious of this. I don't think widely it's something that like is put into practice. So yeah, there's, there's, there's a way to go about it. Yeah. You know, it's so interesting. I was just thinking about it. Like when you think of any like um, outlet or even BuzzFeed, it's like our style guide changes all the time. It's updated. Our best practices are updated, but you know, that's different. We're not just individuals. We're individuals under an organization and out there. And when you're a creator, you're an individual and it's a free for all. So it's like, unless there's some some sort of like summit where they all collectively decide that here are our best practices. It's like, yeah, that's going to be super hard. Right. Or they unionize. Yes. <laughs> it's always kind of a fun, yeah. fun thought experiment when I think about like, yeah, yeah, these worlds of individuals. But you know, for us millennials, when we first started posting on like Facebook and stuff in the mid aughts, we, we didn't really understand the internet and how photos would be there forever. I mean, my MySpace still exists somewhere out there in the ether <laughs> haunting me. Um, but, you know, I think as a lot of us have gotten older, we've really regretted how public our past has been. You know, I'm always combing through and like deleting stuff um, so that no one can find it. So do you think that the generations who actually grew up with social media are as concerned or are they considering how public they've made themselves? 
Yeah, that's a really good question. And I, I think about the generation divide between millennials and Gen Z all the time because I think it shapes the internet and it shapes like how we're approaching stuff like this. I think us millennials are tend to be a little bit more maybe fearful of this of like stuff going viral and being forever etched on the internet because that's just the messaging we grew up with. The internet was so new to us. And I think our parents have um, ingrained this idea of like, don't put anything out there that you don't want anyone to see forever. And there's like some hard line between like public and private. And I think those ideals and lines are being challenged by Gen Z, which is really refreshing. Like I appreciate that too. I think there's something to be learned about destigmatizing, you know, what you put online as well. Um, and that the lines between IRL and online spaces can be blurred in a way that is like really empowering and safe. I don't know. I, I think Gen Z, it has become a lot more normalized for them to share and often overshare or even like live with the, like, I'm sure there's, they have all kinds of relationships to being filmed all the time. Like some people hate it and some people don't mind it. And some people like are yearning for it. Um, and I hate to be like the not fun parent, like warning kids about like stranger danger, <laughs> but I, I think for everyone who's participating on the internet or just like living their lives and who don't want to participate in it, this is something good to be generally aware about whatever side of the camera you end up on. Um, I don't think it's something we should live with constant paranoia about. Most people are understanding and most people aren't influencers and trying to like build clout online. You know, if you catch yourself in one of these scenarios, I think, again, it's reasonable to ask the person recording um, if you don't feel right about it to ask them not to do it. So yeah, I, I think there's a lot to, in, in conclusion, I think there's a lot to be <laughs> learned from Gen Z about maybe not veering into like fear about this stuff either. Cause they, they've set really model examples of like how to be viral unintentionally and handle it really well, you know, or like, or just like, yeah, treat it like it, it was something that just like happened. But I think, you know, Gen Z, because they are a bit younger and have not experienced as much shadiness <laughs> that like <laughs> real life throws at them, that that this is, I think, a good thing for them to also uh, be a bit, you know, aware. Well, I think that that is a great takeaway message. Um, thank you so much, Tanya, for joining us today. Yeah, thanks, guys. All right, that's it for today. Come back and join us tomorrow. And remember, everyone continue staying six feet away from each other, but especially me. Yeah, especially Shiloh people. <laughs> Be sure to subscribe to BuzzFeed Daily on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you go for your sound stories. And please take the time to leave us a rating and a review. It helps us figure out what you like about the show versus what you love about the show. And remember to come back for more of what you love about BuzzFeed coming to you daily. 
Now every time I have an open house, it's a full house. A custom radio ad from iHeart Ad Builder is the fast, affordable way to drive customers to your business. Put the power of radio to work for you. Get started now at iHeartAdBuilder.com. Hi, everybody. I'm Rachel Bonetta, and I have my very own podcast called Benched with Bonetta. You kidding me? Woo! I'm just here so I won't get fined. Every week, I'm going to be talking about all the things I find fascinating about the NFL, and I'm doing something that has never been done before. I'm opening my DMs. DMs now open. <laughs> listen every Tuesday and join me on the bench. Subscribe now and listen to the Benched with Bonetta podcast on the iHeartRadio app, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.